Norfolk Southern is delivering a low carbon economy, which benefits everyone. We're providing customers a way to significantly reduce their supply chain transportation emissions and improve air quality in our communities. As the first class one railroad to offer green bonds, I can tell you, we're not just in the business of moving freight. We are in the business of a better planet. There is over a trillion dollars of waste in supply chains today. The net zero carbon emission is something that corporates are taking very seriously. To meet these objectives, they're gonna have to take into consideration CO2 emissions. Hello and welcome. I'm Tyler Cole, Director of Carbon Intelligence here at Freight Waves, and this is another episode of Net Zero Carbon, a show where we focus on information, insights, and inspiration in transportation, sustainability, and logistics. Today I'm joined by Robert Brown, Senior Director of External Affairs at Too Simple. Robert, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Tyler. This is going to be fun today. We're really excited. This is going to be a fun conversation. I'm curious, you know, if you could give us a brief intro your background, how you got to Too Simple, uh, and what your role is there. Yeah, happy to. Um, I have a kind of an interesting path to get to Too Simple. Uh, when I was hired almost four years ago, uh, we were a pretty small, I think I was the 42nd employee uh, based here in San Diego. You can see San Diego over, over my shoulder. And um, I came from working at a maximum security prison in, uh, in San Diego. Yeah, my job was to bring rehabilitative programs into the inmate population and, you know, reading programs, religious-based programs, yoga, arts, you name it. I loved it. It was a passion of mine, um, but wanted to change. And Too Simple was looking for government affairs, public affairs, a little bit of a Swiss Army knife of a role. And uh, it, the rest is history. So I've been working for Too Simple, like I said, almost four years. It's been an incredible journey. Not that the journey's over, but uh, as a startup, um, you never know how long it'll last. And we hit our IPO uh, this year, which was great. And I know we've talked about, you know, Freight Wave and Too Simple kind of grew together. And, you know, I've really enjoyed to see where you guys have grown. And it's been uh, it's been an incredible journey. That's excellent. And you're right. The uh, the flight path has been similar from a timing standpoint and a fundraising standpoint. And, that, you know, I wasn't aware that that was your background prior to Too Simple. That's fascinating. So um, maybe let's leverage that into this next question, which is why does sustainability within this space not just the futuristic autonomy, because all that's really cool. And we'll talk about that too. But the opportunity to reduce waste in transportation, why, why is that important to Robert? Yeah, I've, you know, whether it's my personality or just who I am, I, uh, regardless of whatever job I, I've done, I've always wanted to hopefully contribute to something greater than myself. And, and Too Simple has been an incredible opportunity to do that. Uh, as you mentioned, this technology has the potential to re- structure the supply chain from an efficiency per, uh, perspective, from an environmental perspective. Um, you know, it will, it will literally hopefully be a game changer for how goods are moved around this country. And uh, it's really fun to be a part of and, and too simple. Um, you know, it's been focused on the, the, the trucking side since its founding. And uh, it's it's really that not just for too simple, but the whole industry, the AV industry, the, the, the trucking and logistics fleet side of autonomous vehicles has grown exponentially. You know, we were a pretty small little niche, uh, niche um, part of AVs. And then over the last, you know, two to two to three years, you've just seen an explosion of uh, investment and growth uh, across the board kind of uh, for that, for that heavy truck, long haul um, delivery from an autonomous vehicle perspective. 
and rightfully so. I mean, we're in the middle of an enormous, maybe never before seen capacity crunch across all modes globally. And uh, you know, the driver shortage is something that they've been talking about since I was an operator 10 years ago. So um, we're all hopeful for the technology to continue to scale and grow and provide the impact we all want it to have. Uh, and I know Too Simple certainly is leading the charge in that front. Maybe um, let's let's dive into some things Too Simple is doing that touch on sustainability and waste improvement and things like that. Can you share a few areas of sustainable impact that either are currently or are being targeted by Too Simple as a result from your you know autonomous vehicle implementation? Yeah, happy to do that. Um, it was luckily, you know, our founder Shouty uh, empowered me early on to look into the environmental impact of, of, of this technology. And just to be crystal clear, you know, these are internal combustion, you know, our partners with Navistar, you know, it's an internal combustion engine today and at production in 2024, it will be an internal combustion engine. Um, you know, unfortunately there is not a Zev vehicle that can do, you know, thousands of miles a day uh, for that long haul middle mile. Um, and and Shouty empowered uh, me and the team to just to look into this because, um, as we talked about, it, you know, we have to find compelling reasons why people to adopt this technology. There's obviously an ROI, you know, and an efficiency perspective, but also what what is the environmental impact? And so we partnered with the uh, University of California, San Diego, a few years back, and uh, they did a study uh, comparing our autonomous vehicles to our drivers. And uh, they came back and you know, we were hoping, you know, a percentage here, a percentage there, um, you know, of savings and and for the operators and, and the fleet owners you know you save them a nickel i mean that's we multiply that across a large fleet that's a lot of money and they came back with 10 percent, and that is just based on the driving behavior so how our technology works uh it's pretty much it's the most safest driver you're going to have out there but as as folks who know you know a safe driver is usually an efficient driver so they're staying off a you know, harsh brake, harsh excel. Um, it, it doesn't corner too fast. It holds the lane like it's on the rails, you know. And actually, I steal this talking point to one of the first big uh, fleet operators that got on the, the truck. And we have this thing called the chase van uh, that you can um, uh, ch basically you're in a, a chase vehicle watching the the truck as well. And he's he's like, you're going to save me millions on tires. And it was very very early on. We kind of looked at each other like. Why, sir? <laughs> you know, like, and he's like, "Look at your trailer." And then we were looking, at it and you're like, "Okay." And he's like, and, he, and there was a, another truck passing us at the time. Look at that trailer. And the you know, driver was paying attention, but that little fishtailing uh, in in that trailer. And uh, he's like, "You're gonna, you're gonna save me millions on tires." And so that's uh, one of the another reasons why we we partnered recently with Goodyear to study that to actually get some empirical data on tractor and um, on trailer tires to see if that's true. And um, and yeah, it's just, it's been an incredible opportunity. Um, I think as the technology matures, um, you know, right now I, I like to remind people it's incredibly exciting and what we're doing. But we have 50 trucks. You know, when we start getting to you know thousands of vehicles in 2024, 2025, and the, the end of the end of the decade, you're really going to see an impact. Not just um, you know, like we talked about the efficiencies in, in supply chain, but you know, from an environmental perspective, from a maintenance perspective, from a from a tire perspective, I, I think um, you know, you know, zero emission vehicles are wonderful, but there's things that we can do, you know, now in the near future to reduce reduce carbon, you know, from the whole, you know, trucking uh, infrastructure. One hundred percent. Thank you for sharing those. Those are great insights, and 
when we focus on the technology opportunities within transportation sustainability, you know, it's it's kind of two different, three different buckets, I would call it, right? We're talking about what fuel are you using or how are you getting the energy to the vehicle? Um, what's happening on the equipment and the tractor itself, in this case, autonomy. And that ties to the third bucket, which is, you know, driving and maintenance and just operational excellence that's required to really pursue zero waste. Um, I think that's fascinating. And I hope that concurrent technology breakthroughs happen while you guys scale, because you think about, you know, maybe uh, an autonomous vehicle getting this great efficiencies on fuel and then filling that cab with a zero emission fuel of some sort, whether that's whichever one becomes dominant for whatever, um, you know, use case or um, model that that fleet's running, whether it's regional long haul OTR, you know, we got lots of options and we're going to explore them all here on, on net zero carbon if it's renewable solar EV. Um, so I, I love hearing all of those opportunities. And we know this is the decisive decade too, right? Everybody's calling 2030 our deadline. Every day is, is you know, 15 basis points. Every week is, every five weeks is 1% towards 2030. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I think not just too simple, I'd even say the AV industry is is bullish on the idea. You know, we, we mentioned how we're you know all internal combustion engines, but the nature of the business models, everyone's focusing on those, you know, cross country thousands of miles a day. Um, you know, have two simple calls at the autonomous freight network, which is kind of almost people can think of it as the digital railroad that's connected by hubs uh, or terminals. Um, and you know, where you could outsource, you know, autonomy for that for that long haul. But then that sets it up for the market for that local pickup and delivery driver, you know, that needs to drop it off at, you know, the, the all the different touch points within the city. The that that's a great use case for electric vehicles, you know, so they can vary. And the terminals themselves can, you know, those could be, you know, you have to obviously work from an infrastructure perspective to make sure you have the 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 power to charge or um, you know those type of vehicles. But yeah, it, even though that's the the AV is not an EV. It, they can complement each other based on you know the use cases and, and the business models, and, and so we're quite bullish on that as well. This makes me excited. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, um, and it may be a bit leading, but you know the government affairs director, external affairs at a technology company. What's harder, getting the technology to work or getting everybody to allow you to use it in the way that it makes sense? Yeah, it's it it, it is a you know a very uh, nuanced um, arguments, right? Because at, at its core, people have a very, like, very hesitant when you're talking about driverless trucks. You know, the the notion of uh, an 80,000 80, pound vehicle going down the highway, even though it's the safest driver, most efficient driver, um, it will never cut you off, it will never, you know, tailgate you, it will be, you know, polite. <laughs> um, there's a lot of apprehension around there. And, you know, from people like my parents that aren't, you know, really into technology versus like, a younger generation that is. Um, and then, you know, we, our politicians represent constituencies and, 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 and the potential, you know, there's a lot of nervousness. Um, and I have always sensitive this around workforce. You know, people are concerned that, you know, that this will have a negative impact on workforce. I think too simple and the industry has done a good job, you know, and using academic studies. And like you mentioned, the driver shortage and other things to show that this is going to be, you know, net positive for jobs and create jobs and make jobs better. Uh, but, you know, that is a concern. And so, you know, too simple in the whole industry, we work hand in glove with law enforcement, our regulators, try to work with our, our politicians sometimes. Sometimes it's more difficult than than others. But, um, you know, to educate folks. And, and luckily, uh, Shouty's empowered me and, and the others and the team to be incredibly transparent. You know, early days, 
uh, Vice News called me up and said, we want to come for a demo and, and, uh, and, and ride on the truck. And we want you to do a sit down at the Triple T truck stop just outside of Tucson. And you talk to drivers face to face. And and sure enough, Chuck Price did. You know, he sat down at the Triple T tech shop, looked three drivers in the face and had a conversation. And, you know, that, and those are very early days of Too Simple. And we knew it wasn't going to be a great story about Too Simple. It was going to be more of like the the fear and that kind of stuff. But we've we've stood up, not just for Too Simple, but I feel like the whole industry, whether it's 60 Minutes, YouTube, we have to do a good, better job or and continue this kind of to educate folks on why this technology is needed, demystify it. And make sure people um, understand that it's a value add, not you know a value negative taken away. And I and I and I know we've talked about it. And I think the environmental and the carbon impacts are is a, is a great quote unquote you know selling point um, for this type of technology. Yeah, it all goes hand in hand. And and I love that you mentioned education because that's certainly one of the big goals of this show is to make sure that we're making listeners aware of trends happening in the marketplace and the impact they could make. And you make another great point separately to the environmental of just the need to cater to our uh, our drivers, right? This is a thankless job and a hard industry to be in. And the solutions that are being proposed by Too Simple and others is really in an effort to improve not only the overall supply chain and reduce waste and optimize everything about it, but to really help the work-life balance and to help drivers get more money running simpler routes, right? I mean, that's kind of the goal. We're not trying to you know, carve out a niche and put a, ro- a robot on every seat, there's always going to be a place for the, the human driver behind the wheel. I always say, you know, a, a young driver today, you know, in their 20s will retire a driver if he or she chooses to be. But hopefully that lifestyle is healthier. But like you said, better work-life balance, home more often. Um, you know, and, and our and our carrier and fleet partner said they can recruit local pickup and delivery drivers and retain them at a relative level. But recruiting that o- over-the-road driver that goes out weeks, months at a time, that's it's becoming a unicorn to find, you know, that, that, and those folks that, that are doing that are, are aging out of the, the, the industry, you know, depending on who you ask, it's either high forties or lower fifties is the average age of, of a truck driver. And that's, that's a, that's a, that's a curve bell curve that you don't want to be on, especially uh, with everyone demanding their stuff. In hours. Try to hire or move freight. But that, that brings up a good point. You know, what are some other ways that Too Simple's technology helps, not just with safety and, and hiring, but, you know, tell me some ways that we eliminate waste, eliminate miles, um, you know, caravanning trailers or, you know, hours of service regulations. What are some impacts that, that Too Simple has there? Yeah, and, 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 and uh, I'm excited about this because this is something that, you know, we've been, you know, thinking about for like two or three years. And we did a, a very, you know, initial pilot with Gamara Foods with, with watermelons, hauling uh, watermelons out of Nogales up to uh, OKC for the Independent Grocers Association. And um, and and we've learned this actually from our, our, our partners. And, you know, early days, everyone was e-commerce, e-commerce, e-commerce. And of course, e-commerce is a great, you know, business vertical for this type of technology. But what we, we learned about the industry, when it comes to speed and efficiency, fresh produce is so important. And we felt, again, kind of... Uh, fun little story um we were looking for a team bonding thing to do in, in tucson around the holidays and we said oh let's you know donate some food to the local food bank and we'll volunteer in the afternoon around thanksgiving uh so we did that and then they they gave us a tour and were telling us about how like transportation is their biggest headache for and we're like really you know you know don't people just give you canned goods but you know they have a whole network of fresh 
fresh food that they serve to their clients because fresh food is healthier and you know versus you know all that preservatives and and what they said they'll get like a a farmer donating a, a field full of lettuce to them and they have to get they do these food balancing things throughout the the feeding America and they'll they'll send it over to Texas or they'll send it up to New Jersey because they have a lot of lettuce in obviously Arizona and then they'll they'll balance food they'll get you'll trade and that kind of thing and they were telling us how transportation is is such an issue and headache for them. And we're like, oh, that's an, this is interesting. And then we started talking to some of our, you know, grocery partners and McLean and and, and some others and and uh, some anecdotal fun ones that are saying like, if you can ex- extend the shelf life of bananas by one day, you can save millions of dollars. And then I started thinking like, well, that's that's important to save money, but think about all the carbon that that gets thrown in the dumpster, you know. And then I I read a, a kind of a sad stat in the U.S. something like 30, 40 percent of our food never makes it to the table, you know, and ends up in landfills and all the water being California, all the water that went into growing that. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, yeah, it's not that autonomous trucks will solve everything, but if you can increase that capacity and and that truck doesn't have to stop for hours of service and get that cross country, you know, just in time freight and extend the shelf life of those berries, you know, we all bought strawberries, you know, at the grocery store, you get them home one day and they got mold on them. You know, if you can extend those, you know, even day or two days, um, you know, you really can uh, make that, you know, efficiency, but also like redu- reduce the waste and all the, again, all the carbon, all the water that went into to growing that lettuce or berries or, you know, tomatoes or, you know, whatever, you know, people enjoy to eat. So uh, it was an exciting pilot. I think it's something that the whole, like Too Simple will continue to do. And I think others will, will follow because, you know, e-commerce is great, but, you know, when it comes to, you know, reefer type freight. That's ideal, excuse me, for, uh, you know, for those cross-country trips. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You think about the network impacts, not just within one grocery supply chain, but just supply chain network wide. If you can improve capacity utilization by getting twice as fast transit times and having less variability in transit times, um, you know, you're lowering inventory carrying costs, you're extending shelf life, which impacts waste. I mean, so it should be a cost lowering mechanism at the end of the day, but we're just improving the way the supply chain runs. If we can do it at scale, that's, that's awesome. And I don't want to go too far down the technology benefits because I always lean that way, but I'd be remiss not to focus on, you know, the work you guys did with the food bank and doing some pro bono work during COVID. I remember you guys had a release about that. And I think that's a, a fantastic piece that gets overlooked in this the full ESG scope that we talk about here. A lot of times we focus technology and improvements and less on you know the social side of the things. And uh, that was a, a fantastic effort by Too Simple to impact them that way last year. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, Tucson, it's, you know, we're headquartered in San Diego and I'm very proud San Diego. My wife's family is from Tucson, but it's, it is really the heart of the company. I mean, you know, we've we've just loved that community. That com- community has embraced us. You know, you know the colleges, the community colleges, the local politicians, the the folks, and you know it's just been an incredible growth. We're, we've expanded, I think, like four times there. And yeah, it's it's our home. It's where we test. It's where our loved ones, you know, um, drive every day. And so it is a. It's been an, an incredible opportunity to see Tucson grow, and, and we've you know started to move east and kind of build out into Texas and others, but. That that op- operation center it will always have a you know, near and dear place uh, in my heart and for all too simple. So definitely, Sun Valley is a special place, man. Where um, you know, where can we turn our listeners on to learn more about Too Simple and to connect with you and continue to follow progress as you guys you know really scale this operation? 
Yeah, uh, social media is a great way to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, our website uh, has a lot of great educational um, materials for folks. Our, our YouTube has actually gotten much better. We have all these cool videos to show people how the technology works, what what SAE levels are. Um, you know, we try to make it you know where you can explain the technology, explain the business models, and explain some of the projects that we've been working on in our partnerships, like Navistar and UPS and some others. So, if you check us out on YouTube, that's also if you enjoy uh, just sitting back and, and watching some videos. Um, our marketing team has done a really good job in putting those together as well. I appreciate your time, Robert. It's always great to talk with you and catch up and learn more what's going on at Too Simple. And I hope the next time we talk, we're a couple links down the chain, a little bit further at scaling that digital freight network. It's going to be. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Norfolk Southern isn't just in the business of moving freight. They're in the business of a better planet. To learn more about Norfolk Southern's industry leading sustainability initiatives, go to nscorp.com slash better planet.